0: Okay, so I am fucking dying. My allergies are ridiculous.
1: I'm so sorry. I don't know what the hell is blooming down here, but it's about ready to try to kill you.
0: Oh, my God. Like, I woke up yesterday, and I thought I was going to die. I couldn't breathe.
1: Like, through your nose? You couldn't breathe? Anywhere. Oh,
0: oh no. Like, couldn't breathe like through Like, your mouth. mouth was choking you, too? Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? <sighs> and, of course, you know, we leave for Naughty in... 2 days.
1: It's all right. We're going to load you up on allergy meds. I know. And take the the honey we have. This
0: is so dumb. <laughs> I, I got
1: my mind seems to be back on track, so I'm good cuz I I had it a couple days ago.
0: Well, good for you.
1: I you know what? You just kind of keep blowing your nose and get rid of that shit.
0: I am. And You'll get there. <clears throat> so,
1: I just got to stop blooming whatever the fuck it is.
0: Yeah, so I apologize in advance if this show if i sound fucking just like death i apologize but i'm gonna do my best to get through it
1: you can do it i know you can you can do it you can do it all
0: right so episode 49 yeah um we're in the middle of packing for naughty oh yes our downstairs looks like an episode of hoarders
1: it's terrible
0: um we have so much shit to pack still because we basically have to take our Every. entire swing life with us. <laughs> yeah. Podcasting stuff, photography stuff, all your outfits.
1: All of my shoes. Well, all. no, actually, I've limited my shoes.
0: Well, that's that's wonderful.
1: I'm down to like five pairs. Outstanding. And three of them are already in the car.
0: I am taking like two pairs of sh- shoes, I think.
1: Well, probably. Th- well, yeah, I guess two, maybe three. Yeah. Cause it doesn't hurt to have options, especially when you're like a long ways from home.
0: Yeah. And we went shopping for me.
1: I know our first time ever. It was so much fun to watch you go into an actual like dressing room, try on clothes and come out and me get to like eye up my freaking man walking around. You're my eye candy. And I was like, "Mm -mm."
0: I know it was so weird wearing like quote, nice clothes end quote.
1: (laughs) Why was it weird?
0: <clears throat> because I don't wear nice clothes. I still have clothes from high school. Yeah, so do I. I know, but I'm like a decade your senior.
1: It it don't matter. It's still the fact that it was from my high school years and you have stuff from your high school years. It's the yeah. same thing. I it doesn't matter what decade it came from. I
0: don't go clothes shopping. So It's all right. Here we are. I got all new outfits.
1: And you looked fly. Like We'll see. We got some good outfits for you. We'll
0: see what the general consensus is whenever I get there. All right. So, got that going on, and uh, you have to work tomorrow?
1: I do, sadly.
0: Womp, womp, womp. I have to be here because our internet guy has to come and fix our internet. We haven't had internet in, like, two days.
1: Yeah, we had a storm come through, and apparently it, like, kicked our modem or something, and...
0: Yeah, so oh God, I, nothing. I was not able to upload anything to the Fansly accounts like I wanted to this weekend. That was like my whole goal.
1: <sighs> of was course.
0: To update the Fansly, get all that stuff on there. But Mother Nature and Spectrum Internet said no, bitch. Pretty much. Yeah.
1: And they're like, you're going to have to wait until this time.
0: So now to upload this episode, I'm going to have to hotspot my phone to my laptop.
1: Oh. Just
0: to upload the show.
1: So it'll be there in time. No problems. But it's just a pain in the ass to do it that way.
0: Right. So let's get into this. All right. All right. Let's do it. I think we have a good topic for Swing. Heck yeah. And for Polly. Oh, yes. I think
1: actually all three this time, we've got some pretty good topics. Okay. So hopefully we can actually keep it down to our one hour and 10 minutes that seems to always be the case. Yeah,
0: we'll see. (laughs) All right. Let's do this. It's a pineapple party. Oh, and we got polyamory too. What's that? You want a kink fest? A little BDSM? Well, buckle up buttercups, because we got that too. It's the Kitchen Sink, e and and Kink Podcast. Welcome back everybody to episode number 49 of the Kitchen Sink, e and and Kink motherfucking Podcast.
1: Motherfucking podcast. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love that ad addition that you needed to put on there.
0: Hey, you know, it just flowed off the tip of the tongue. That's the best way. So episode number 49.
1: Work. Sorry, what?
0: <laughs> God, get your mind out of the gutter. woman. I,
1: I can't help it.
0: <laughs> I know we're going to naughty in two days, but Jesus, keep your fucking pussy liquor in your mouth for at least yeah. the next two days.
1: Mm. Nope. Can't make me anyway <laughs>
0: anyway so what do you got for us for our swing topic this week
1: okay what we have to discuss is one that we typically actually hear on the like i guess i guess kind of the guy side is the guys talking about like cock blocking and us women being the ones that are doing it but there's a little bit of a flip here there's also a term that someone had kind of thrown out there which is pussy blocking. And it's basically the same thing. Woman is kind of uh pussy blocking you from getting that pussy.
0: Hmm. And now, yeah, like you said, you see this a lot where guys will cock block their partners mm-hmm. for various reasons. You know, like maybe they're insecure and the other guy is bigger or, you know, more attractive or, you know, whatever the reason, you usually see it on the male side, mm-hmm. but we found a post on one of the Facebook groups that the women are admitting to doing it. And like, they're proud of it. Yeah. which That's
1: is- what really kind of got me irked about it was the fact that they were like, well, because I feel this way, it's right. And I have a say that he can or cannot play with this person because I, don't understand why they're even attracted to them. So therefore I'm going to pussy block him. So like basically a lot of the reasoning behind the pussy block was that they couldn't understand why their man found this other person attractive. And I kind of had to think about this not for very long (laughs) for sure, because why would it matter why your other half is attracted to the other person? Like if they're finding something attractive about that woman, Who cares? Be happy for them that they found someone that's attractive. That's the part of swinging. Like you're going to find other people attractive.
0: Well, I think part of the issue is the female insecurities. Yeah. You know, so maybe, you know, they're a very thin woman and their man is attracted to a curvy woman. Mm -hmm. So they feel insecure. Oh, well, you know, I don't want my man playing with this woman that has these beautiful curves and I don't have them, and they just make it sound like, oh, you know, they're just not attractive. I don't know why you would want to play with her, mm-hmm. which is bullshit, in my opinion. Because um, like you said, if somebody finds another person attractive, they should be able to play with that person without interference from their partner. The only difference, or the only time that <clears throat> this would come into play, is if... You are looking for a unicorn. Right. Where both the male and the female are wanting to play with this other woman. Correct. But what we're seeing is not that so much. Like this is just like women who want to watch their man.
1: Right. It's more like a a dictating of who could work because they want to... Find that person attractive to look at, not necessarily play with. Right. But if they're like, well, I don't really find that person pretty or I don't really like this about them because, like you said, you know, maybe they're skinny and this other person that her man likes is on the thicker side, she's like not attracted to it. So she's like, I don't really want to see that because I'm not into it.
0: Right. And that's where it kind of becomes uh, disgusting to me because, you know, you're trying to dictate to your man who they're allowed to find attractive. Mm -hmm. You know, like they can't think for themselves and, you know, have that autonomy to go after people that they find attractive because their spouse or their partner doesn't when it, when it doesn't matter because their partner isn't going to be playing with that person. Right. So to me, it's, it's no different than if a guy tells his woman, you can't play with him because his PP is too big.
1: <laughs> it really, it's not different at all.
0: Like, but now for women, if a woman went in these groups and said, my husband said, I can't play with anybody bigger than him. Every woman in there would be like, girl,
1: let you need to get you. rid of that man.
0: <laughs> you can't let him tell you what you can and can't play with blah, blah, blah. Right. But yet it's perfectly acceptable for a woman to be like, no, you can't play with her for whatever reason.
1: Okay, well, I, I kind of feel like it's not acceptable.
0: No, but to these women, it's <laughs> right, completely acceptable. Right.
1: They, they don't see it as the other way around because if, like, you had just given the example, your your girlfriends would be like, oh, hell no. Yeah. Don't let him do that.
0: Right. And I, I just can't understand why there's the double standard.
1: I don't know. It's definitely really interesting. I mean, I know we definitely see the, the cock blocking um, it's just been like a, a, a very common thing. But as far as the women being so, uh, so like they're like ridiculing basically their man for what they find attractive, which is what I can't seem to get my head wrapped around is like, why the fuck does that matter?
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, it, you don't always find the women that I find attractive, attractive. Right. And you know, like,
1: but I don't, I don't make you feel bad about, I don't make you feel bad about what you find attractive about that woman either. And in this post, we kind of were seeing a lot of women that were responding that way, which like, I'm sorry if you're not attracted to that other woman, that's fine. Keep it to yourself. But at the same time too, the biggest thing that us women were harping on for so many years was to empower each other, not tear each other down. So why would you, because your man is interested in this woman, Basically belittle her.
0: Yeah. Like that doesn't, that's not okay. It's gross behavior. Um, And I think a lot of these people are newer.
1: I, I kind of got the vibe of that because it doesn't seem like a very veteran thing. Yeah. This definitely seems like we're just getting our feet in the water and we're kind of trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work and there's there seems to be a lot of uh, boundaries here that are being set in place that is going to be detrimental in the long run for a healthy relationship to develop and to go forward into the swing
0: lifestyle. Yes, and I'm going to go a tad bit off topic here because this is something that's been irking me lately.
1: Oh boy, what is that?
0: I feel like... A big reason for a lot of these ridiculous posts and comments in these Facebook groups from new people stems from them getting advice from people on social media, you know, influencers, if you will, Mm -hmm. in the swing lifestyle that don't know a fucking thing about swinging.
1: So, yeah, I 100% agree with you when it comes to that, because one we, we've been doing this, well, eight and a half years. But as far as talking about it with everybody, it's been over the last year. Um, but what one thing that I've noticed is the pattern here is that there's so many different avenues when it comes to the lifestyle, because, you know, you have your hot wifing, you have your unicorns, you have your stag and vixens, you have your... Just male, female, male. You've got your female, male, female. Like all these different things that all come together in the lifestyle. And it's easy for people to just jump to the assumption of what something is because somebody else said it because, well, I found it on social media and it has to be that way because they haven't actually gone to events or been able to meet people who have actually been in the lifestyle for a long time that can guide them the best.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of pathetic that these quote-unquote influencers are spouting off their bullshit to, you know, thousands and thousands of people when like for instance, one of these couples all they do is unicorn hunt. Yeah. They don't play with couples, they don't do anything else except play with unicorns. But yet they want to get on social media and tell people how to swing in all these other spaces.
1: But you can't when they
0: have zero experience.
1: Exactly. You can't put out information if you don't have the experience in that area.
0: Right. And then you have another very large group where all they do is play with their best friends or the people that they use to grow bigger because they're attractive. Like they know nothing about swinging because all they do is fuck their friends.
1: Yeah, that's not the same because, <laughs> I mean, now granted, we have our our group of people who we hang out with, we're very close with, we hang out with them outside of the
0: lifestyle. Right. And of course, we play with them. We do. But when we go to other events and parties and stuff-
1: We're open to wanting to meet others to play right, with. new people. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're not just going to seclude ourselves to one group of people and be like, okay, I've had my fill, I'm good. Like, no, if I'm going to go- to, okay, so say we're going to Naughty in Ireland. I'm going to look around and see if there's any ladies that I might want to be playing with. If there's any gentlemen that you know tickle my fancy, because I'm not going to be going there again probably until next year, if not later. Who knows? So yeah. I'm going to want to take any opportunity that is brought to me because that's what you do when you're swinging.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like it's it's gotten out of hand with like all these quote unquote influencers. I mean, you can't get on TikTok without seeing somebody new almost every day.
1: I I 100% agree. Cause I was even you know stuck on TikTok cause you weren't feeling well. And and I was looking through stuff and like, there's couples that I'm like, where the fuck did you come from? Like, I don't even know.
0: And they have huge followings.
1: Right. And I'm like, okay, but what are you putting out? Like, is it actual accurate information? And directing people in the right way and not giving them, you know, false hope for things or leading them into destruction of the relationship that they have already.
0: But they don't care because most of these people that you see putting out all this bad information, Mm -hmm. they don't give a fuck about the lifestyle. They don't care about the people in the lifestyle. They care about making money for themselves, whether it be through OnlyFans or their websites or, you know, memberships for this or that. They don't care. That's what all, happens.
1: That's like completely fucked up because in the whole point of the lifestyle is it's an it's a whole family basically of people who accept you for being not the normal. You're not vanilla. You are alternative basically. And if you don't care about anybody in it, you don't need to be in
0: that space. Right. I mean, they'll pretend to care on social media. You know, oh, we're doing this for advocacy and blah, blah, blah. No, the fuck you're not. You're doing it so that people go to your OnlyFans. Like, you're not fooling anybody. Right.
1: Well, no, they are are fooling some because that's how they got their following.
0: Okay. You're (laughs) fooling people that have no idea what swinging really is. Right. You're fooling the people that started during COVID.
1: Uh, Yes. That were
0: virtual swinging for two years.
1: All the COVID people that, yeah. Yeah, the ones that they really they liked the idea because they were stuck at home with their partners and couldn't stand their partners anymore. It's basically what they are.
0: Yeah, and you know they had their little, you know, group chats and this and that, but they they don't know what it's like to go out to clubs and parties and hotel takeovers, and they're just mm-hmm. now starting to do that.
1: Right, and then now is probably where they're starting to see all these things like pussy blocking and cock blocking because they didn't have to deal with it before because nothing was actually in person.
0: Right, and. Like my favorite thing, and and I've heard this from people that have gone to events where some of these big influencers have been, you know, and they're not even approachable. Oh. Like they stick to their little circle and and, and I'll call it a click because they're completely closed off to everybody else.
1: Right. And that's what makes a click.
0: So they stick to their little group and ignore the people that got them to the point that they're at.
1: See... That is messed up. I would want to talk to anybody who comes up, and if they go, "Hey, Tank, I, you know, saw you on TikTok, or I just listened to your podcast and I absolutely love it," like I'm gonna want to meet them, like just because I meet them doesn't mean I'm gonna play with them necessarily, unless like we really hit it off, and you just never know, (laughs) but I still want to talk to them, and you know. Get their two cents. See how they got into the lifestyle, and help. they usually ask you questions. You know, they want to know. You know, what got you there, or they've got something that's been like burning on their mind, and they're like, "Hey, can I run this by you?" Right. I want to be that person for them and that's to how be able to talk it, it through. Should be
0: when you have a platform like this, right? You know, because we're out here trying to spread the best information that we have after eight and a half years mm-hmm. of experience, mm-hmm. and. We want that feedback. We want that communication between, you know, the people who listen to our show and that engage with us on social media because that's important to us. Mm -hmm. We don't make any money. Like, yeah, we have the Fansly accounts, but it's gas money.
1: (laughs) Basically, it's gas money.
0: Like, it doesn't even pay to cover the cost of doing the show for a year. No. So... Like, we're definitely not in this for the money. Um, no, really,
1: we're just there to, to support the lifestyle and to put out the education and the actual knowledge of the lifestyle for people. Yeah, who and, are interested. and
0: hopefully some entertainment. Oh, I'm but, sure they
1: get lots of entertainment. <laughs>
0: you know, and I'm sure people will say, oh, Pedro, you're just hating on these other groups and people and blah, blah, blah. You're right, I am hating on them because they're fucking ruining something that I love.
1: Because they're fake.
0: They are the fakest motherfuckers because I've ever seen.
1: I wouldn't want to play with anybody that's fake. So why, why these people that go and follow them, and because they're in the lifestyle, is why they try to follow them, is because they also want a chance to play with them too, yes. and they're not gonna get one. They're not even gonna apparently get the time of day to not even for unless them to unless say they're hi. super
0: attractive and they can use you for content and all this other stuff and to get more followers.
1: See, that's messed up too,
0: because. If you'll notice, that's all they do. Mm -hmm. You don't see, you know, the more average looking people in their Mm -hmm. circle.
1: Definitely not.
0: It's only the really attractive people that they can put on TikTok and make their stupid little videos with. Yeah. So they can make more money.
1: I'm like speechless. I'm like, what? But I can't. (laughs) I just can't.
0: (laughs) And if I see them at naughty, Mm -hmm. they're going to know exactly how I feel
1: oh, I, I 100% know and I'm going to probably have to record it because I'd be like, here he goes.
0: Because <laughs> I am so tired of people it's, ruining a lifestyle that I fucking love.
1: I mean, we legit live this lifestyle 24-7 basically because all of our friends are in the fucking lifestyle.
0: Yeah, we don't have vanilla friends anymore.
1: No, we don't.
0: Like, this is what we do every day like whether or not we play or you know meet up with people every day that's a different story but
1: but we're talking with everybody in the groups online throughout the week and then come the weekend we're meeting up with people
0: right and we're also doing this podcast every week yeah you know interacting with people to get ideas and topics for the show Mm -hmm. trying to you know get involved in events and everything else yeah um
1: Because after Naughty, we go up to uh, Sunny Rest. Yeah. And then we have a ton of people that are already planning on meeting us there because this year we're going to be staying and we're not going to be leaving the location. Right. So we've got a couple people that are going to be tenting in Tent City and we have others that are trying to get rooms.
0: Or just come up for the day. Yeah.
1: Or just come up for the day. And Cause it's, it's not that expensive. For we'll the, be just the day at pass.
0: Uh, TPA in Maryland on the 28th.
1: I'm excited for that one too.
0: You know, and there's a lot of people going to that mm-hmm. so that they can meet us and stuff. Yeah. And you know, I don't think we're celebrities or anything, but it makes me feel good to know people want to come out and meet us. Yeah. You know, and that they're enjoying our content mm-hmm. because it is real.
1: Right. It is real. And we're, you know, not just talking about, you know, an event that happened or, you know, like a play scene that occurred. And let me give you some of the details, but you're not really going to know because you weren't there to witness it. So right. it's not the same. We're actually going over relevant information that you can relate to. You can use it for in the future and things that come up. Cause we all know we, our latest two episodes, I think were things that came up from recent play time Yeah, and they, we've been in it for eight and a half years and this was a whole new thing of, Holy fuck, what do we do with this? How do we move through this and still be able to, you know, keep our relationship in a good standing and still enjoy the lifestyle. So, I mean, we have all those things that we, you know, put out for it.
0: Yeah. So sorry to get off topic there, but right. it kind of goes hand in hand. I think, I mean, with the way people are putting out terrible fucking information yeah. Yeah. and calling it gospel Like that's the other, like they, they swear that they are right.
1: And that's like, they're making
0: terms up. They're changing definitions of terms that have been around for 30 (laughs) fucking years.
1: That is my biggest pet peeve because there are so many terms, my memory shit to begin with. And I go through and I'm like, wait, I thought it was this though. So like I run it by you and he's like, yeah, no, that is what it is. And I was like, okay, so what the fuck is that? And he's like, that is, that is not that at all. That is no, not the definition
0: for that. It's so just people making shit up as they go.
1: That is like my biggest, and I've I've harped about it before, and I'll just touch it real quick. The whole being bisexual thing, the the bi curious or the bi flexible or whatever the
0: bi situational bi
1: situational. Thank you. See, I don't even or
0: bi playful or yes. This or that. <laughs> like,
1: no, if you have, and I'm I'm gonna say it, and I'm gonna scream it to the high heavens. Or maybe hell, because that's kind of where I think I belong sometimes. But if you have any part of you that is remotely checking out a female longer than a split second, like you blinked your eyes and you were still staring at her, you probably are bi. Because if a straight female saw another female, yeah, she could compliment her, whatever, that's fine. Oh, no, oh, well,
0: no. If If you look at a chick and be like, I would eat her pussy... You are fucking bisexual. <laughs>
1: all right. Basically go that far. Yeah. That way. There's no, there's no
0: confusion that way. Right. If, if you're going to you, play with a woman, you are bisexual. Yeah. You're no longer curious. Yeah. There is no such thing as situational because it's, all that, all that if means- you click and you find each other attractive, you're going to play.
1: So when I feel like people are saying that they are bi situational All you are saying without trying to hurt people's feelings is that you're not attracted to every single female, which no fucking shit. You're not attracted to every single male in the world either. So just because you are bi, you have a preference of what female you're going to like. Same as what male you're going to like. You are not just situational.
0: I, I agree. It's fucking stupid. There's way too many made up terms these days. There are. Keep it simple. That's why these new people are so goddamn confused. Yep, And that's why every time I get in a group and I try and help new people, Mm -hmm. I'll get attacked by all these fucking newbies that come from these other fucking clowns that they've been watching. Yeah. They're like, well, that's that's not what they said. Well, that's because they're fucking idiots and they're not real swingers. Right. They're here to take your money. And that's it. Mm -hmm. And because they have a big following, they think that they make the rules.
1: Yeah. No, sorry. (laughs) No,
0: If you want to be successful in swinging, don't listen to any of those fucking clowns.
1: No. If you want to be successful in swinging, go with it with your partner or if you're single and go to all these different events that are local to you. You know, we, they're all over the place. Yeah. And Facebook is the great way of finding them as of right now. But there is Cassidy, and that one's actually a lot better than SLS. Yeah. So that will really help you kind of narrow in on your location and find people that are local to you and parties and events that are local to you.
0: For sure. Because there's no better way to get experience than going to actual events and parties. Yeah. I mean, that is the best way to learn. Sure, you can listen to a million different podcasts Mm -hmm. and get, you know...
1: A hundred different directions of uh, information. A yeah.
0: hundred different perspectives on things. Mm-hmm. You have to see what resonates with you. But at the same time, at least do some homework to make sure what is being said is factual. Yes. You know, don't just take one group's word for it. No. and there's Because like, I know everything that I say that, you know, is not an opinion, like mm-hmm. stuff that I say is factual. Mm-hmm. You can go look it up. Yeah. And that's the definition that you're going to find. You know, that's the general consensus in the lifestyle. You know, now if if I say this is my opinion, well, that's my opinion.
1: Right. And there's a difference between the two.
0: Right. So do your homework. Don't just blindly follow us or any other podcast or, you know, large group on Facebook or anything like that, because there's a really good chance people are going to be wrong. Yeah. I mean, I know... I've been wrong before. I mean, I've corrected it,
1: mm-hmm. but that's but what you do when you, when you realize that you're wrong, you correct that. And you, right, know. you
0: don't just keep going with it so no. that an entire new generation of swingers think that this is how it is. Right.
1: Because then what happens is they're going to come across the veterans that and are going to be are,
0: are like, what the fuck are you talking about?
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: And that's what happens because people will talk to us and say all this shit and we'll try and get clarification And what they're actually trying to say is nothing what they actually said.
1: No. No, it's not.
0: So it's like, please do your homework. Find out what shit actually means Mm -hmm. so you're not giving the wrong information to people who may be interested in playing with you.
1: Yeah, because you might actually be shooting yourself in the foot because you're going to look like you haven't really paid attention to the things in the lifestyle to know what these terms are and to what you're looking for, because what you're looking for and what you think it is could be completely different to actually what it is. And then you're going to be just setting up for a bad time.
0: Right. So don't cock block or pussy block. Nope. It's not cool. Um, unless you're looking to actually play with the same person as oh. your partner.
1: Right. Cause then you both want to then be you have a say. to them.
0: Yeah. Then you have a say, Yes, but if your partner is playing without you, whether you're watching or not, You have zero say. No. Unless it's a health or safety issue. Agreed. So we will leave it at that.
1: Sounds good.
0: And I welcome the hate (laughs) for my little rant.
1: (laughs) From your little rant. I I
0: need something to keep me occupied while I'm at naughty (laughs) to give me a good chuckle. So what do you got for polyamory this week?
1: So for polyamory, this is kind of an interesting one. Um, it was about a single female who is interested in having a triad. However, she feels that it would be easier and it would be better if everybody came as basically singles and then created this triad versus joining an already
0: coupled group. Uh, yes. I remember this post now. This was a good one.
1: Very, yeah, I, I do. So I kind of understand where she's coming from because in our essence, her essence, in our situation, we've been together for nine years. That is kind of intimidating for somebody coming in as that single that we have been together for as long as we have. There's a lot of history going on between you and I and they'd almost kind of feel like they're playing catch up. Right.
0: And, and some of them have told us that.
1: Yeah, they
0: have. Even though we've made it, as easy as we can to make them feel like they don't need to catch up. Right. Like, like we're I, starting a fresh relationship kind of between the three of us. Right. You know, because we don't do the hierarchical
1: No, we do like type
0: poly. Everybody's equal. Mm-hmm. Everyone has the same amount of say. No matter me and you have been together nine and a half years. Right. And we mm-hmm. just started dating this other woman. Like everyone has the same amount of say.
1: Right. And I also feel like when we do start dating a female together, that that is, like you said, when you first start that relationship, everything's brand new and fresh. So everybody's starting basically from ground zero, regardless of how long me
0: and you were together. Right, but I mean, I can understand why it's difficult Mm -hmm. for that woman to feel like she has equal footing. Like I do understand that, Right. which is why I I try to make it as easy as I can for them you right. know, so like if we're trying to make dinner plans and she's like, well, whatever you guys want to do. And I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. What do you want to do? Right. You know, cause, cause like. like
1: they have to make their decisions and we want to hear their decisions and include it. Like, you know, just right. because. Just,
0: just cause we like Mexican. Right. Doesn't mean we're going to drag her to a Mexican place every time. Right. Cause that's what mean you would do. Right. But she has a say.
1: Right. Like if she's not really into Mexican and she wants to do sushi. Right. We would go do that.
0: Or we would have a discussion about it, you know, because like, say you didn't like sushi or whatever. Right,
1: right. We would be like, like well, what, what kind of compromise can we do?
0: Yeah, because that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. You know, and the same thing if it gets serious where you're talking about moving in together or moving, you know, to different areas or yeah. kids or money, you know, everyone it, needs to feel like they have an equal say yeah. or else it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like in a perfect world, the theory is of starting a triad from scratch mm-hmm. with three single people is amazing. Like, I feel like that would 100% be the coolest and best way to do it. Yeah. But we know how hard it is to find one person. Who's a single. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying one person to date you and you know, one-on-one.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Now follow, <laughs>
0: let alone two people to date you at the same time. Who are also going to date each other at the same time, right? And form a connection at the same pace as everybody, right? So no matter what, I feel like there's always going to be someone who is lagging behind, yeah, in their connection or their relationship,
1: right? Because you can't. Okay, so say you have people A, B, and C, and A and B decide that they're going to or, well, okay, A, B, and C, they're all starting together. But A and B start like hitting it off really, really well. But A and C, you know, it's a little slow. Like it's more on that friendship side and it hasn't really developed into like that flirtiness like A and B are. So that's where that one side would take off a little bit faster. And then you would still be kind of in the same situation of one lagging behind, kind of like one joining an already established relationship.
0: Right, so that's why I think, No matter which way you do it, you're always going to have that. Yeah. It just won't be as long. Right. But here's where I think having an established couple makes things easier. Yeah, let me hear that take. Because there's less drama.
1: Oh. Or
0: there should be less drama. Right. Because- They already know what they want. If that couple is already established, Mm -hmm. they know what they like and what they don't like, they Mm -hmm. can communicate that. Correct.
1: Communication is key.
0: That other person- should feel comfortable bringing any concerns, you know, or issues to them, mm-hmm. and saying, "Hey, can we work this out?" Whereas, three people that are all brand new together, I feel is just a shit show waiting to happen. You know, it's going to be like, "Fuck you, you're a fucking whore," blah blah blah. You know, I should get more time. It's, it's just going to be a shit show.
1: I could, I could see where that could potentially happen, just because. There isn't, you're still figuring out everybody and you have all three people who don't know each other well enough yet to figure that all out.
0: And you don't even know what the maturity level of each of those people is. True. So when you first meet them, they could seem super chill and, you know, very mature and able to communicate. But then three months down the road, they turn into a fucking ass goblin and nobody can stand them and now they're out right so now you're down to two people in a relationship again where guess what now you're looking for that third person
1: (laughs) and you're in the same boat already and
0: now you're the established couple right (laughs) so i don't know i just don't feel like like it's
1: basically in theory in theory it would be nice but it is not plausible
0: yeah i think one in a million like that would be yeah, that that would work.
1: Um, actually, I think you had even said it would be one of those things where like if you were all best friends to begin with.
0: Oh, yeah, that would be the the best catalyst mm-hmm. to making it successful, I think, is if you're already really close with those people, because then you kind of know who they are, what they are, how they react to things. Yeah. How they communicate. But as you get in a romantic relationship, things some change. of that stuff can change. This is true. So it's hard to tell whether that would even work.
1: Right. Right. That would just be the more like fluid into a triad that you could get is if you were all starting off as best friends. And I
0: think that they would have to all have been involved in polyamory at some point to kinda understand it.
1: Uh huh. So they have a little bit of knowledge before doing it.
0: Right. Because then some of the jealousy stuff and all that and insecurity stuff won't be as bad, I think.
1: Right. Right.
0: But if they've never done anything like that, it's gonna be a shit show.
1: Yeah. It definitely would be.
0: I mean, I just, ooh, that's a rough one.
1: That's a rough one.
0: You know, and but it was a great post. And there were some great answers on there. And a lot of them, in a roundabout way, kind of said what we said. Really? Yeah.
1: Okay. So they kind of understood where we were coming from with it. Now, I wonder, I, w- I don't remember if this post was in, in one of the poly groups or if no. it was actually in the swinging group.
0: It was in a predominantly black swinging group.
1: Okay. Cause I was just wondering if some of those answers came from a swinging mindset stance or if it was on that poly, but it all kind of just depends. So I'm just kind of thinking, does it, is it from like that other people maybe had poly experience, but they're also swingers and you know, is it because maybe,
0: well, I think they were the people who commented had some sort of poly experience. Okay.
1: Just cause I'm curious. Cause like, I know with the swinging, there is more of that needing that connection kind of thing. So I'm kind of getting more of that vibe from that end where people understand that poly where, you know, poly people, you know, they get it because they did it or they've always wanted that. And it always made sense to them. Right. So I was just kind of curious as to like where those comments came from and yeah, I mean, you know, like, what it was depending on.
0: It's a swinger group, but, um, There's actually been a very large surge in polyamory in the black community lately. Hmm. Like in all the groups that I'm in, you see a lot more um, of the black crowd coming from swinging, entering into the poly world.
1: So I wonder if that has anything to do with them already being just kind of like tight knit with themselves. And when they find somebody that they're attracted to that getting into a more involved relationship just kind of makes more sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I feel like, uh, because a a lot of times the, the black swing groups are all very close knit. Yeah. You know, like they all kind of go to the same parties Mm -hmm. all the time. Um, they see each other all the time. So they do have that closeness. Yeah. So if things do develop, you know, I think it's an easier switch.
1: That's what I'm kind of wondering if that's what's kind of the the easy thing for them um, versus, you know, our demographic where we're just kind of like, well, I'm kind of like snooty or I'm not really sure if I want to bring in another person or I don't know if I want, you know, a boyfriend or whatever. Yeah.
0: I mean, I feel like the the white swing crowd um, Definitely tends to steer away from polyamory. Yeah, like they're afraid of those feelings and stuff.
1: Yes, that is a thing I have noticed.
0: <laughs> but where the black swing crowd, I feel like, especially in the women, mm-hmm. they feel like you know that that love and uh, an acceptance is super important. Yeah, where like they're they're totally chill with the feeling side of things, yeah, I mean, sure, they may wanna you know fuck just like a normal white girl right you know does you know hit it and quit it, mm-hmm. but I think when they connect with somebody they're
1: th- they're not afraid to be like, all right, let me see, let me ride this out and see where it goes, right,
0: where a white woman may be like eh, I don't know about this. You right. Know.
1: Like she's going to get the cold feet and pump the brakes. Like, yeah, I'm not sure about this. This is what I signed up for.
0: Yeah. Which, I mean, now we used to go to a lot of all black parties, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I feel like we have a good understanding of that crowd, yeah. you know, that swing group. Um, And it's definitely a completely different vibe when you go to a black swing party. Mm -hmm. compared to a predominantly white swing party
1: oh my god yeah completely different
0: like there's a lot more camaraderie between the guys
1: yeah yeah (laughs) you know definitely
0: like everybody's boys you know yes um they're hanging out with each other you know cooking
1: together like half
0: the time the guys are all hanging out (laughs) you know and the girls are all doing their own thing yeah They're not even
1: together until like later that night. Yeah, it's
0: not till like at night where everyone's like, all right, let's fuck.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much.
0: (laughs) You know, where at a predominantly white party, it's like the men are on the hunt all day.
1: Yeah, exactly. That is one thing. I mean, mean, for me, obviously, I stand out, obviously walking into a a party where it's all black people. No. Just saying, you know. But also, there is the the I don't know what it is, but black men like white women, and I don't know if it's that skin contrast thing or whatever. But I never felt like I was being like hunted down by them, and they were like you know chasing after me or anything like that. It was I knew they were checking me out, right. but they did it from a distance, and it was very respectful. It was alluring in a way, and it they weren't going to come up to you until later that night. And if you seemed approachable and then, you know, then they weren't even going to like jump on you either. You know, like they were very cool about it.
0: Yeah. And that's where, you know, I think just in society in general,
1: they've, they've got it over the white guys. Yeah. I mean,
0: (laughs) black men are much more suave when it comes to talking to women.
1: I mean, I get it at work a lot
0: compared to white guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like white guys are either
1: they're they're too too nice yeah
0: or they're complete fucking dicks
1: yes like there's no in the middle I mean you have found that in the middle for the most part I think but there's you're like the one percent
0: well I also have a lot of black friends I've learned a lot
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're like I've taken notes you should see my notebook <laughs>
0: yeah I mean it it works for me <laughs> but I'm I, off white. You're off white.
1: Yeah. You're 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 no you wouldn't be mocha. You're caramel. <laughs> caramel.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm like that eggshell off white. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I
0: get it. I like flavor of my food.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you do like flavor in your food. Hence why you like Mexican and you yeah. love Jamaican food. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I do feel like it is one of those it, it is definitely where the black men, they just know how to talk to a woman. And they don't come off sleazy they don't come off like they're just trying to get in your pants and that's all they really give a shit about like they just yeah like i mean you said they've got
0: in, in the swing lifestyle i feel that's very accurate yeah maybe not so much in the wild maybe not it, you know like if you go to a vanilla club right yeah right know, if you go
1: to a vanilla club it's gonna be it's you don't know
0: it's kind of different yeah you know i've seen that with my own eyes but in a swing setting hmm the men are very respectful, you know, very smooth, you know, because most of them know they're going to play with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> that night. Yeah. Whether.
1: They just don't know who yet.
0: Oh, well, yeah. Because, I mean, a lot of times you'll have gangbangs going on. Oh, yeah. You know, one chick and like 12 guys um, or they'll well, be doing like or, a bunch of like male, female males. Yeah. You know, so. They, uh, they know one. they're going to play. Yep. So they don't have to hound people Mm-mm. about play. No. And I think a lot of it comes from that camaraderie with the guys because, you know, the guys who come coupled mm-hmm. versus the single guys, you know, we're all hanging out all day. Right. You know, playing basketball or in the pool, you know, cooking, doing whatever. Mm-hmm. So, Shit's getting set up by the men. Oh, where at a predominantly white party or event, the women kind of take control.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: You know. Yeah, I see what you mean. The guys are there, like, "Hey, man, later on, you know, I'm gonna clap them cheeks. You coming? You know, like that's how it is. Yeah. Or the dude will say, you know, hey." My girl wants you, 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 and you. (laughs) We're going to make this shit happen.
1: (laughs) And legit it will happen. Oh, yeah. Because we've seen it.
0: It happens for like (laughs) six fucking hours straight.
1: So the fucking morning birds are singing.
0: Yeah. I mean, but even in that environment Mm -hmm. where it's just all us guys, you know, and I'm the only white dude there, and obviously 90% of them are like eyeballing you, the second you walk in right? you go you're this hot, hot little white redhead yeah you know and sure they would love to fuck you but not one of them would make any type of like rude or crude remark hell you know no. I mean, i'm talking to me like when we're all hanging out oh like none of them would say oh man i'd really like to fuck your wife you know uh, i'd really like to break her in half you know they don't do shit like that
1: very very respectful
0: yeah And some of them, you know, that I became really good friends with, they'd be like, hey, man, my wife, she wants some vanilla. You know?
1: (laughs) She wants some vanilla.
0: (laughs) And I'm like, shit. (laughs) You know, because I know what he's packing. I'm like, man, I'm like the white Kit Kats. They're smaller (laughs) (laughs) than the the brown Kit Kats. (laughs) I'm like, how's this going (laughs) to (laughs) work? Like, fuck. But no, I mean, it's a totally different vibe.
1: Yeah, it definitely is.
0: And I really enjoy all black parties personally.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean. They're definitely where the shit's at. That's for damn sure.
0: Yeah. Like, I have so much more fun compared to a predominantly white party.
1: Well, I also feel. The music's better. The food's
0: better.
1: (laughs) You're also, you kind of feel a lot more welcomed too. Like they take you in. And and for me, which is always like, it's hard sometimes for me because I am this tiny little white girl Mm -hmm. and all those girls are bigger than me. They got the curves in the right places, the beautiful faces, the nice asses. And I'm just like, hi. (laughs) And they're just like, sup girl. And I'm like, oh, we're friends now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they're super welcoming, you know, but I think it, it says a lot though to them Mm -hmm. That we show the fuck up. Yeah. You know, because I know they invite other white couples, Mm -hmm. but we're the ones that show the fuck up.
1: Yeah. And I feel like not many do. And then who knows really what their reasoning is, but they're definitely for sure missing out. Well,
0: Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's because how I grew up, Mm -hmm. where I worked, you know, like I was in New York City, Philadelphia, Camden Mm -hmm. every day, you know, like black people don't scare me
1: (laughs) right like they're our friends yeah like
0: (laughs) i'm not afraid of black people like some of my best friends are black and the parties that they throw hands down the best parties
1: i will say we have been to so many parties but the ones that stand out the most to me are definitely those parties because they are over the top
0: over they, the top.
1: <laughs> they, even the house parties are over the top. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Like the fucking Mr. Boss Man party.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: Fucking Eli and Trish.
1: But the amount of food, the amount... And it was... every You had breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then you had the main event. And then you had the event before the main event. And then you had all the playroom areas. And then you had just the chilling in the pool and... It was just so much fun and so many memories and how we were watching people fuck in a bathtub and we're like, what the fuck? This yeah. is fucking awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, it' great time. Yeah. Like,
1: well, technically it wasn't a bathtub. It was a jacuzzi.
0: Yeah. Got to clarify. Well, it was a jacuzzi tub.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> like it had its own base set. It was like built in with tiles and shit.
0: And actually some of those people that were at that party mm-hmm. are now poly.
1: Interesting. Yep. Not surprising. But just interesting.
0: Yeah, like um, a, a couple of the people that were in that like real close friend group. Yeah. I don't know if you remember. I, I don't, I don't want to say their names on That's the show, fine. but there was like six of them. Uh-huh. I think like three or four of them are in a poly thing now.
1: That is at, awesome. At least from what I've seen on Facebook. That is super awesome.
0: Yeah, but that just goes to show what I'm I'm talking about. Like,
1: Right, they're more accepting of something like that about developing and going with it.
0: Right, because... I mean, they're with each other all the time at these parties and everything. They play with each other all the time. So obviously, you know, it's hard not to have feelings develop.
1: It is because it's, it's human nature that you're going to, you know, start developing more than just this friends with benefits feeling with these people.
0: Right. So, I mean, that's, that's my take on it.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Well, cool. Yeah. All right. I want to move into our BDSM segment. All right. Let's do it. We're getting low on our time. Yeah. Like always. (laughs) I know. All right. So when it comes to BDSM and other people, or may I say other doms, finding out that, you know, I'm a submissive and they make their comments online, um, as far as like, you know, wanting to play with me or, you know, use a flogger on me. How do you feel about that? I mean, I know it's online and that's just words on a keyboard.
0: Generally, I just kind of chuckle to myself.
1: Okay, so why do you chuckle?
0: Well, because, I mean, I can usually get a feel for who these people are. Mm-hmm. You know, like I pay attention to the other dominance or so-called dominance mm-hmm. in the groups that we're in. And depending on who it is, you know, like if they have no experience or they're just kind of dipping their toes, and that just gives me a chuckle. Okay they don't even know what it's like to have a true submissive yet.
1: Right. So they really don't know what to do with someone like me.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I mean, because I've had other dominance co-dom with me.
1: Right. But they were, well, the ones that I remember were the more sensual doms. Yeah. So we had like a, a, a combination between the sadistic you and the sensual them.
0: Right. But I mean, like when it comes to online stuff, Unless you come to me and are like, hey, you know, I might be interested in bottoming for this guy, Mm -hmm. you know, at an event or a party or something, I don't really pay attention to it, to be honest.
1: Okay. So bringing up, you know, when we go to these events and there are other dominants that are there and of course, you know, they see that I'm your submissive and I have my collar on and, you know, do they ever come up to you and say, hey, can I, you know, you know, can I impact play with her or can I, you know, top her?
0: It, it's happened a couple times. Um the ones who come directly to me, I will have a conversation with mm-hmm. them you know, about it. Especially if I've seen them in the playroom or something. Like you know. you've seen
1: what they can do. Yeah.
0: Um
1: kind of like judge their technique.
0: Well, that's how that one happened last year at Pandora's.
1: Yeah. That you was know. actually the the first impact one.
0: Yeah that I let somebody else do mm-hmm. because I sat there and I watched him for an hour. Yeah. You know, with his submissive,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and it wasn't somebody that was just down there trying to, you know, get whoever the they ladies. could. Yeah. yeah. Like he was playing with his submissive mm-hmm. and then we didn't have any of our stuff. Mm-mm. And, uh, you know, he had asked if he could put you on the cross and I asked you, you know, would you be okay with that?
1: You did ask me, yep. Yeah. And it was the ladder.
0: Or yeah, the ladder. Because there wasn't
1: a cross at the time. Right.
0: Um, You said, you know, as long as you're there. Yeah. So, you know, I said, yeah, I'll be right there.
1: Yeah, because I believe you guys had me blindfolded for it. Yes.
0: And that, well, yeah, because I was going to join in later. Oh, and I didn't want I, you to know when. I see. So he started off doing his thing, mm-hmm. which, I mean, he obviously wasn't as rough as I am. Right. And then after a while, then I started just getting like some little wax in with different implements, you know, here and there Mm -hmm. so that you thought it was him. Yeah. (laughs) I remember. And then eventually it got to the point where we, we were both impacting you in different areas at the same time.
1: Right. But what was interesting that I had picked up on that, having two different people was that I was able to sense you, and, I, and it was a combination of your body presence that somehow I, even though I couldn't see, I could feel that it was you near me and I could also smell you. Uh, so that was kind of interesting on that.
0: But, but did you have a scentgasm?
1: I didn't have a scent gasm. I was very much distracted <laughs> by, I think, the <laughs> toy that was vibrating on my clit and being whacked at the same time, but... Well, There's a lot of sensory things that were going on. Well, yeah,
0: I think he had the the toy on your clit. Oh, okay. I was the one whacking you at that point.
1: Oh, okay. All right. <clears throat>
0: um, but, yeah, I mean, in those instances, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. The ones I don't like are the ones that approach you.
1: And I've had that a lot, actually.
0: Yeah. And, like, you know, like we've had uh, instances where people come up and, like, do weird shit, you know, like bite on your neck or like growl in your ear or something like out of nowhere. And it's like,
1: well, uh, and, excuse me. And the other thing is like the pulling on my collar. Oh yeah. That is my biggest, like, if I don't know you, don't fucking touch me. Right. Like that, that is, should be anybody.
0: Like, well, yeah, exactly. Just submissive.
1: Right. Just because like, you know what that collar represents, that doesn't mean you get to touch it. You're not the <laughs> one who earned that collar and you're not the one who put that collar on me.
0: Yeah, I mean, those are the ones I have an issue with. Yeah. And I have no problem saying, hey, don't touch her. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you need to talk to me about that. You yeah. Know? Which, you know, I've done in the past. But when it comes to online, I don't even really think twice unless you come to me. Okay. And are like, hey, I'd be interested in this.
1: So I was always curious what you had kind of felt about the ones that were online and that were like leaving comments about it. Um, for me, when I see them, I'm kind of like, it kind of does make me laugh a little bit. But at the same time, like, I'm like, are you really a Dom? Because, like, they'll put in like a GIF or something, and I'll be like, a part of me. And it's probably because, you know, I'm a little bit twisted because you made me that way. I'm like, you do know I'm a switch, right? Like, I will bend you the fuck over and peg your ass.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, from my perspective, a true dominant isn't going to ask to do something like a play scene via Facebook. Yeah. No, like (laughs) don't do that. (laughs) They're they're not going to comment and be like, Oh, I'd love to flog you.
1: I've, and that's one thing that I have read before in some of the comments of them, like having a flogger and they're like, I'd love to use this on you. And I was like, I have my own. (laughs) Right. I mean,
0: like for me as a dominant, if a woman says, I'd love for you to flog me,
1: Mm Mm-hmm. That's different because she's she's asking right? and you would assume that either she is able to do that on her own or she's already alone and doesn't have a dominant. So she's looking for that because she doesn't have it all the time.
0: Right. Right. So that's just how I feel about those things. I mean, respect goes a long way.
1: Yeah. And we, like I said, we, we see it online and then we do definitely see that in person. Um, But there's just different, definitely different ways to handle that. Um, and yes. being respectful for that already established BDSM relationship.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you are into impact play or any type of BDSM type play, and you know a person is a submissive to somebody else, it's not good form to talk directly to that submissive yeah. <laughs> about what you would like to do.
1: No, because one, it's it's going to make that submissive very awkward. Um, and Two, you're kind of going around and you're not directly speaking to, you know, her man, her dominant. So you're being disrespectful in a way by just coming directly to her because, yes, she is going to make decisions, but ultimately her guidance is her dominant. And if you're bypassing that to get to her, that's shitty and very, very sly.
0: Yeah. It just reminds me of the days on Fet Life. Yeah. Which is why I don't go on Fet Life anymore. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's just creepy and
0: nobody fakes. wants that. Yeah. All right. Good topic.
1: Fun segment time. Fun
0: segment time.
1: All right. We haven't done this one in a long time. So this is our celebrity swap or not.
0: Celebrity swap or not.
1: It's been a hot minute.
0: It has been a hot minute. So
1: I picked, I think, some good ones. You may like them all. Who freaking knows? Because. <coughs> I was like, oh, shit, maybe he's going to like them. So I'm going to go first. All right. Your first one is Dakota Fanning.
0: Ooh. Okay. I haven't seen her in a hot minute.
1: So here is the, just a normal picture of her. Okay. And then I tried finding something a little bit more revealing. Okay. And this is the best I could get.
0: Okay. Um, Yeah, I would play with her. Yeah? I would full swap with her.
1: You would full swap? I could see that. I mean, she's definitely gotten pretty as she's gotten older. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she went through an ugly duckling phase,
0: <laughs> and I have a feeling like,
1: and she has itty bitty titties.
0: Yeah, but I mean, she has a bag and body though. Yeah, she does. But I feel like she's like a freak. Oh, like yeah, that's just I could see that. You know, because she's like the innocent good yeah. girl on the outside. Uh huh. But I think she's a freak on the inside. Oh yeah, I could so see that. I would definitely be down with that. All right. What's all right mine? i did not get pictures for you
1: oh shit okay
0: but they're all people that you know all right let's hope so the first one is paul walker from oh, Fast and Fury. oh
1: shit hell yeah that yeah he was like one of my like okay if i was gonna date a car guy he was probably gonna be one of them so yeah
0: S- so that's your pretty boy crush
1: yeah he is a pretty boy but yeah I mean, it was between him and Vin Diesel. Like, I, I went back and forth between the two of them. So, those were the only ones I watched on that freaking movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And all the movies that they were together in until, you know, unfortunately, Paul Walker passed away. So, uh, yeah, no, that's going to be a full swap.
0: Full swap with Paul Walker.
1: Heck, yeah. I will go to heaven to find him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, okay.
1: I mean, be, it would be awesome. And I could be like, yeah, I was in heaven, literally. <laughs> Alright, your next one is this one I, I think you would like her. Kate Walsh. Now I'm glad I got a picture because you're like, What? Who is Kate Walsh? This is Kate Walsh. Crazy anatomy. Oh, why didn't you just say? Well, because I was getting the picture first. Okay. Okay, now wait. It's not totally revealing, but this is pretty sexy. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured. <laughs> so is she a full swap?
0: Oh yeah, she's a full swap. Okay. She's uh, airtight.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: Because I had a crush on her when she was in Grey's Anatomy. When oh. she was even trying to do that whole, like, I'm not sexy. I'm a, you know, older yeah. surgeon. You yeah. Know. Yeah. But she no, was still hot.
1: She's a sexy bitch. <laughs> There's nothing more about that. She's just a sexy bitch. 100%. Yeah.
0: And she's a redhead. Yes. Natural redhead. Mm-hmm. So bonus points.
1: Mm-hmm i agree so yeah i got you another good one
0: all right your next one is eddie hall oh world's strongest man yeah prior
1: world's strongest man i still don't know how he's not but yeah that that's a full swap right there (laughs) (laughs) i just know that i can't like have him like do me on a swing because i'll break the swing
0: (laughs) yeah i mean That's probably like the biggest guy I could think of. (laughs) I mean. I mean. The dude's like 400 pounds.
1: His wife is legit like my size.
0: Yeah, she is.
1: (laughs) But yeah, no. Eddie Hall, yes. Fuck yes.
0: I mean, he's a handsome guy. He
1: is. It is. I mean, it's a combination between being really handsome and his size. So like, that's a yeah. And it's also the freaking voice. There's something about that British accent. Yeah. It gets me and I'm just like, okay, you can just talk about, I don't even give a shit about anything. <laughs> just talk and I, I'm good to go.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like you want to talk about being put in positions.
1: I mean, I per- he might break me.
0: I'm pretty sure he could curl you with one arm.
1: Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Like he <laughs> actually would need to be careful because he legit could break me without trying. Yeah. Like he would just be like, here, let me fold you over here. But like, oh shit. You just popped my back. <laughs> like,
0: Although... I would laugh really hard and I know like the opportunity will never be there, but I would laugh so hard if the opportunity did arise and you ended up having a huge dick and you were like,
1: fuck, dude, <laughs> that would fucking suck. <laughs> that would really fucking suck. I would laugh so hard. Like it would almost be like where you have us like huge crush and it just like falls apart on you. Like I think your you would heart try would just it. plummet.
0: I think you would try it.
1: I don't know. Maybe <laughs> if it was a really big one, I think I would have to do like a soft swap just to kind of see, but if like my mouth can't do it, yeah, my pussy probably can't either.
0: Yeah. I, I don't think you give your vagina enough credit.
1: <laughs> I would like my vagina to stay small, thank you. <laughs> it's supposed to be small. <laughs> All right. Let me move on to your next one. I got to find her. Where did I? That's not it. Okay. Jennifer, and I'm going to say this probably wrong, Coolidge.
0: No idea who that is. Yeah, you do. Oh, God. Fucking Stifler's mom.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> but look at this. Fucking banging.
0: Okay. When was that taken, though?
1: I don't know. It couldn't have been that long ago. Her face really hasn't changed much. I mean, I know well, she probably she... does Botox, but.
0: Yeah. Okay. When she was Stifler's mom. Yeah. A hundred percent.
1: Okay. I mean, that might have been stuff from mom's time. I mean, look at the freaking decor in the background. It looks kind of like it was from that time.
0: Yeah. Late 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would totally. Because she's got that build that I like.
1: She's like, She's got the, the pear shape.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And she's got nice titties. And I'm not even well, a yeah, titty person. They're fake titties. Are they fake?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They fake titties.
0: And those lips, though. Man, I bet <laughs> my God. She could suck a golf ball through a garden hose.
1: Oh, yeah. I think so. You would have really enjoyed her, I think, and I think obviously, going off of that last picture I showed you, she's a freak in the sheets. Oh yeah, hardcore. Oh yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I would definitely be down with that. <laughs> mom. I got you a good one. All right. All right. Yeah. What's my last one?
0: <clears throat> Lainey Wilson.
1: Oh, well, that one's. ooh. she's got
0: an ass like a truck.
1: She. Well, yeah. <laughs> she definitely fucking does. Yeah, I would I would definitely I would definitely play with her.
0: You you would go to Munchtown?
1: Oh yeah. And I'd also use my strap on too. Easy. I
0: would do it. What position would you want to do the strap on with though?
1: Oh totally from behind. From really? <laughs> Come on, I mean there's an ass like that big. I wanna fucking hold on to it while I'm fucking her. So yeah. From behind. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. <laughs> But see, I kind of get the idea. If you got a booty like that, you got to, you know, take it all in. And what better way than to stand from behind?
0: Yeah, I would probably be on the sidelines, like begging you to invite me in for a DP. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, Laney, it's okay. I'm not that big. It won't hurt. It
1: it would work. (laughs) It totally would work.
0: Yeah. So I thought I got you good ones. You did. You really did. I didn't try to fuck with you this time.
1: No. No. You didn't. You did a great job. And I gave you some really good ones. Yeah,
0: you did give me some good ones. But of course, they're all older ladies. <laughs> what is it with me and older ladies?
1: Were all of them older? No. Dakota Fanning is younger than uh, me. Well,
0: yeah. She was the only one. But Stifler's mom is like 60-something.
1: Well, I'm sorry, but she still looks okay for as old as she is.
0: And uh, and Kate Walsh.
1: Kate Walsh is like 54. Yeah. So.
0: I'm 39. <laughs>
1: Well, she looks really good for it.
0: I I didn't say she didn't. That's like
1: Jennifer Aniston. Apparently she's like 53 or 54 as well. And it's like, really? Like, I mean, you're kind of seeing a little bit of the wrinkles in the face, but not terrible. I know,
0: but, you know. I know. I don't have great luck with women my age or younger.
1: I know. (laughs) I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, that was a great show. It was. I'm sorry for my nasally voice.
1: You're good. You're so cute.
0: Oh, yeah. I feel so cute right now. I know
1: you don't. I know you don't. But In
0: my pajama pants and my steelers hoodie
1: you're just you're just a hot mess
0: fuck my life
1: you'll be all right
0: all right so uh when this comes out will be tomorrow Mm -hmm. and then tuesday morning we are leaving for new orleans yes um we will be recording some stuff from new orleans Yes. I haven't decided if it's going to be full episodes or if it's going to be like some bonus content that's going to go up on Fansly.
1: Ooh, I think it'll depend on our time and uh, I know there's a lot of events that are going on. Um, so I think it was just going to depend on where we get free time. Um, that we can hop back at the hotel and if we have like an hour to do a full segment, we will. Or right. if it will just do like those little segments and yeah, just like, throw it up on Fansley.
0: Like 20, 30-minute segments. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like something episodes. that came up, at, you know, at one of the uh, events or one of the speakers.
0: Right. And we're going to do our best to get like some video content, mm-hmm. you know, where we're allowed to. Yes. Um, do some behind the scenes. and. You also started a behind-the-scenes Snapchat I did. private story.
1: Yes. And it is, you have to pay to be on it. Yes. Um, it is going to be from the time that I get there to the time that we leave.
0: Well, it's going to be from the time we leave here. Right. Until we leave down there. Right. Um, so there's going to be a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff.
1: Yes. Which is kind of cool, because then you got to see like how everything gets put together. And Yes,
0: and there's definitely going to be... A lot of naked Tink.
1: Oh yes, lots of t- nah, lots of naked.
0: And probably naked me. Mm-hmm. And maybe if we're lucky, some other naked people that you all may know. Possibly. Who, who knows? Um, but yeah. So if you want more information about that, hit myself or Tink up mm-hmm. on any of the social medias. Mm-hmm. Um, because we don't put that Snapchat out.
1: No, that is my my naughty private Snapchat. So
0: yeah. Um. And then after that, we'll be going up to Sunny Rest. Yes. In two weeks after. Yep. So we're probably going to have some Pandora time in between.
1: At least one weekend.
0: Yeah. Um, we'll see how tired we are yeah. from,
1: from naughty. I know. <laughs> we might have to take like one weekend to recoup and then the following weekend go up to Pandora's.
0: Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But uh, stay tuned for that. Um, I'm not sure if we'll be talking about naughty on the next full episode or if it'll be an episode after that. It just depends on the yeah. timing, like Tink said. Yeah. So stay tuned. we got a lot of fun shit coming up for you and we will see you guys when we get back. Thank you for listening to another episode of the kitchen sink, E and M and kink podcast. Please make sure to check out the people who support us. VJ's hotspot, the trendy pineapple, and also Pandora's resort. They are really awesome people and they love and support the lifestyle just the way we do. So please make sure that you go and check them out. And if you'd like to find us on social media, you can find us pretty much everywhere at K S E N M and Kink Podcast. That's all the major socials Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Clapper. And also now we are moving away from only fans and you can find all of our video and picture content at fansleycom slash K S E N M and kink podcast.